It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Wednesday, and the deadline for schools to depart from the ACC has now passed. And in part, you can thank NC State. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs. And Kenton, today is Wednesday. Florida State is still in the ACC, and the ACC will remain intact at least through the 2024 season. This, of course, is coming uh, from a tweet a couple days ago uh, from Brett McMurphy. We were kind of waiting to hear on how this is all going to play out. Of course, last week we spoke on potentially Cal and Stanford and possibly SMU uh, being brought into the conference. Um, The ACC met about this. The the different schools expressed their opinions. Of course, they needed 75% approval for anything to be added to the league. And then, of course, yes, yesterday – was the deadline for any school to announce a departure. So this tweet coming from Brett McMurphy says, Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, and NC State are the ACC schools that were against adding Stanford and Cal. Um, This includes, okay, so the votes also included Notre Dame, which we spoke on that last week as well. But this left the ACC expansion efforts one vote shy of the required 75 percent or 12 out of 15 schools to add new members so kenton are you surprised to see nc state as one of the schools that was against the expansion efforts uh not really not really and let me tell you why nc state is a school that actually cares about the player health and safety nc state for all the things that people say about oh your your fan base is this or that or whatever the case may be we're actually one of the money makers consistently in this conference. Like if you look at who's the net negatives and who are the net positives, we're always on the net positive side for the most part, at least. So with that being said, I mean, there are only two teams that have been beating their chest and tooting the horn, one louder than the rest of the conference combined about we need more money. And that's Florida state who also voted no, which is a little confusing there, but we'll get to that in just a second. But with that being said, um, you know, a, a team that, is that actually does care about the player health and safety, a, a, a school that has had multiple athletic directors that have not just talked the talk, but also walked the walk in terms of uh, wanting players to get paid and, and trying to find new and innovative ways for that to happen. And even if we go back to when I was there and, and Debbie Yao uh, was the AD, an AD that, that was very open and vocal about these players need to get paid, you know, you're looking at a situation where um, – NC State has cared about the athletes, has cared about the student athletes, has cared about us as entire people. And so with that in mind, um, you know, 
at least as much as you could expect the university to. And so with that in mind, it makes sense for NC State to be against uh, potential expansion, westward expansion all the way out to the coast. Yeah, and maybe this is a little bit of a reach, but I feel like NC State opposing this is kind of a direct reflection on the the people that come out of NC State in that this decision feels like a decision that wants to focus on what we have here. We're, we want to focus on building up the ACC and making what we have here stronger instead of going out and shopping around kind of just because it feels like we're supposed to at this day Absolutely. and age because of all these other conferences that are starting to do such a thing. So I'm, I guess I'm proud of NC state for stepping up and deciding that they would be against this. I personally think it's the correct decision as we kind of touched on last week. I just didn't really see anything valuable that Cal and Stanford, potentially SMU would be bringing to the table for the ACC. So I do think that this is the, in my opinion, at least this is the correct decision moving forward. Um, You know, depending on how much longer the ACC, I guess, stays intact, that will remain to be seen. But yeah, getting to this Florida State point here, why in the world do they vote no? Because the, the amount of noise that they were generating from banging their fists on the table saying, we want more, we deserve more, we're going to do whatever it takes to get out of here. It kind of felt like that would have been part of their chance to start breaking out of this conference because I, I spoke about this last week. And if you, if you listen to Joe Ovius, he explained this a lot more eloquently than I can. But if you were to add in a Cal and a Stanford, I believe Florida state could just take that and go t- back to the Granite rights and say, Hey, this is a big time agreement that we signed with these current amount of schools in this. You have now brought in new schools and therefore we have a reason to challenge this agreement that gives them, I think a little bit of a loophole to begin to work with. So Florida state voting no, and I guess remaining here, seeing as the deadline has now passed as well. I don't know. I, what happened? All that talking they were doing it. They, they got real quiet over the last four or five days. I wonder what happened. Maybe that, maybe that grant of rights turned out to be a little bit tougher than they were saying it was. The old colloquialism is don't write a check that you're, uh, don't let your mouth write a check that you're behind can't cash. But in this situation, we're not talking about fisticuffs. We're talking about a literal legal fight here, a financial fight. You're talking about your mouth writing a check that your checkbook can't cash. And I think that's what happened here. Everybody keeps screaming. The money doesn't matter. The grant of rights doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Florida State will do what they want, when they want, how they want it. Sure. Where's the 500 million? Go ahead. Pay it. It's mm. do it. It smells like broken here. I think hide the money, y'all. It's poor universities around. No, but seriously, it's a, it's a, it's a moment where you have to, you know, say to yourself, let's be realistic here. Again, these teams are not leaving in in droves and all that good stuff uh, because who all of these teams know if we leave here. We have to find another place to go. And that other place to go has to be okay with us taking up a share of their pie. How many teams in ACC, and this is not to knock anybody else, this isn't to say, hey, NC State is the greatest thing since library, which, I mean, let's be honest, we're a totally awesome university. Let's let's be honest about that. But how many teams in the ACC could command, you know, hey, if, if we joined the Big Ten, we wouldn't be a drag on their total revenue. We'd be a boost. How many? 
I think if, if we were to join the SEC, we wouldn't be a drag on their 50 million a year. We would add in revenue on top of that based on what information. I think just shooting from the hip here, whether it is Big Ten or SEC or Big 12, I think there's probably six to seven schools that just hypothetically right now, they should probably feel comfortable about being able to jump to another conference. Now, when you throw in the Big 12, I think the number expands. But if we're talking just Big Ten and SEC, that's probably like four. I think there's at most four. And four is being aggressive. I I feel like I'm being aggressive with four. So a lot of these schools, you know, I would be kicking and screaming and, and, and doing everything that I can to stay where I'm at because there is no other home for you. You have no leverage. You can't say, well, this school is going to get, this conference is going to give us X amount. Really? That conference is going to give you all that money for those little 260,000 viewers a game you got. Mm. Good for yeah. you. Good for you. You go over there and get that money then. I was lying. I just wanted more money for you. So sad. Too bad. Not getting it, friend. And then uh, last couple points here on this topic. I see, of course, that NC State and UNC voted not exactly together, but they 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 voted the same answer here. And I think that might be a little bit of an insight because a lot of folks are starting to wonder, hey, listen, if the ACC does break up, do you think NC State and UNC would become – I guess a bit of a package deal, not legitimately, but do you think they'd be going off to the same conference together? Eh, Maybe, maybe not, but I think them voting similarly here, I think it gives you a little bit of an idea. You know, I I do know that uh, Boo Corrigan and Bubba Cunningham, they have a good relationship, a very strong professional relationship, and I'm sure that that goes a long way in situations like this one. Um, It's... It kind of feels a little bit like a like a Batman and Joker situation, but it's with both schools saying, "You need me. How could I get rid of you?" But I I would like to be packaged. I think with UNC. I mean the 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 rivalry and the tradition there, it's just so strong that I wouldn't want to see that go by the wayside just for some money. You know, so that'll uh, that'll be interesting to track as well. But yeah. Florida State, they did all that talking, and I, I can't help but notice today is Wednesday, and they are still in the ACC for at least the foreseeable future. One thing that you'll notice is a lot of the public land-grant universities that are in the same states um, that are a part of the same school system as of like the the latest, uh, I want to say not decade, what is the word I'm looking for? Not millennia, uh, the latest, I guess, half century or so, when they've made these these deals in terms of like, what, who's a package dealer? Who is it? If it's two public land grant universities or more, generally they're going to go together. Like if you're looking at private schools, you're looking at a different situation, right? That's why you look at Miami not being paired up with uh, the teams that, that that are in their state part of the same uh, deal. You Or you look at um, USC and UCLA, again, private schools that are not, you know, in the, in the necessarily the same deal there. You have two public land grant universities. They're probably going to get lumped in together. Like that's probably the most likely outcome. I'm not saying it's guaranteed. I'm just saying that is the most likely outcome uh, for if there was some conference realignment. Absolutely. We're going to kick it to our sponsor for today. That is Nutrafol. You know, these days you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men 
that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men, are you tired of weakening or thinning hair? Do you want to reach your full hair potential? Leading hair growth supplement Nutrafol helps improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and that visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and potentially NC State leaving the conference. Just kidding. I made that up. So what you need to do is take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com slash men. This is spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, just like you see at the bottom of the screen. Dot com slash men and enter promo code locked on college. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. You know, everybody can't look good as good bald as I do, so it makes sense as to why Nutrafol is, is, you know, getting business and being big business out here. Make sure you pick up your Nutrafol because, again, everybody can't look like this. They can't have the glare and the glow that I got going on here. But proceed. Just, a, just ahead of the curve, that's all. Exactly, exactly. More news on this Wednesday. Uh, Bruce Feldman released his annual freak list, um, his top 100 freaks by his metric in college yeah. football. NC State landed three of these this year. Um, two of these I think you'll probably expect. One of them you might find a bit surprising, so we'll get right into it. The first player listed, I guess the highest player at number 27, linebacker Peyton Wilson. This is coming as no surprise. Bruce Feldman writes, the 6'4", 230-pound senior is one of the best players in the country. He led the ACC in tackles in 2020 but missed most of the 2021 season with a shoulder injury and then bounced back to make 82 tackles last year in 2022. Wilson has been clocked in the 40 at 4.49 and ran a 4.21 in the pro agility shuffle this offseason. He bench presses 390, vertical jumps 35 and a half inches, and broad jumped, that looks like a typo, 9 8 and a half. Might be a typo, but... No surprise to see Peyton Wilson here, um, especially as high as he is on this list. One of the higher players on this list in the ACC. Again, NC State fans, we know this. This guy is going to be such a an implemental, crucial piece to this defense that's, this year. That's nine feet, eight and a half inches. Nine yes. feet, eight and a half inches. There you yeah. go. Could have could have used a little more. Uh, the, the punctuation is wonky. The punctuation is wonky, but that's what that's supposed to represent. So, yeah. yeah. Could have used some help there, Bruce. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, no surprise at all. Peyton Wilson, if if healthy, which is always the main key with Peyton Wilson, 
if healthy, you have to expect he is going to absolutely dominate this year, you know, in total in the ACC, he is one of the top linebackers in the country. And I'm, I'm ecstatic at the opportunity that Peyton has ahead of him to kind of reintroduce himself here in 2023. Absolutely. And I think one of the most important things to look at here in terms of like, Oh, what makes this a, a, you know, a quote unquote freak list type of guy, or what makes him that? If you look at all of the players who ran faster 40s than him at the linebacker position last year, you're not going to see a single player with his measurables in terms of size. You've got uh, Owen Papo of Auburn, who is six feet tall on the nose, about 225 pounds. You've got uh, Trenton Simpson of Clemson, six foot two and 235 pounds. I would say that he's probably the closest guy in terms of measuring up with Peyton Wilson physically. Uh, you got Yasir Abdullah, who was a, a guy that played at Louisville 6-1. Not, again, the, the, the length of the arms is just not there on pace with what you're looking at in terms of a Peyton Wilson. Uh, Dorian Williams of Tulane, another guy that's 6-1. And then the final guy who ran either as fast or faster was D. Winters um, of TCU, who was 5'11". Peyton Wilson is a full three and a half, four inches taller than that young man. So... Uh, yeah, this is this is rightfully it rightfully belongs. And if you watch Peyton Wilson play, he's not one of those guys that's a workout warrior. That's like, oh my God, the numbers pop off the screen when he's in shorts and t-shirt. But when you put him in pads, it just doesn't translate. Oh, it translates. It it tracks. It follows. You look at him. You say that makes sense. Absolutely. And so our our next player on this list coming in at number forty. Something I should probably clarify here. This freak list is like a freak athlete list. It's not like a top 100 players in the yeah. country. I did see one of those lists floating around as well. But this is a freak athlete list. Number 40 on this list is Davin Van. Kenton, something or someone you're very excited about this year in 2023. But Feldman writes, in 2022, Van had eight tackles for loss and four and a half sacks, showcasing his great strength and explosiveness. The 6'2", 278-pound junior is a former state champion heavyweight wrestler who also finished second in the state in shot put and had the third longest discus throw in the United States that same year. A multi-sport athlete, if you will. Davin Van bench pressed 405 pounds and squatted 580. He also runs a 47940 and vertical jumped 33 inches. I think I might have Davin beat by a couple pounds on that squat. Just kidding. I think that would legitimately kill me. Um, <laughs> Davin Van, we're looking for a massive, massive season out of him on this defensive line. And if he's putting up these kind of numbers, I don't see who's going to get in his way. Here's the thing about Davin Van. He's a tweener in the best sense of the word. Tweener used to be a negative. It used to mean, oh, you're too small to do this or you're too slow to do this. But Davin Van is one of those players that is in the hybrid mode of in the 335. He is explosive enough to play on the edge, but he is powerful enough to play in the middle. He, you can move him all up and down this thing, and he can make plays from all three positions. Not only that, this is a, a young man that you rarely ever see him out of position. So when you combine the physical tools that put you on a freak list with the knowledge of the game and the knowledge of the playbook that you are always going to be where you are supposed to be, you have something special on your hands, which I certainly believe we have in Davin Van. Absolutely. And so this last one coming in at number 54 – on Feldman's freak list. I think this was 
probably somebody a lot or a lot of folks might find this surprising. It's Jordan Houston. And I'll raise my hand and tell you right now, when I saw Jordan Houston's name on this list, I was like, are they are they confusing him with someone else? Or I, did Jordan I, Houston write this article? I, I, I couldn't believe it at first. But, can I can I say something? Can I say something? All three of these guys are guys that I've ranted and raved about. And some Jordan Houston, much to the chagrin of Wolfpack Nation at times. Because I have said Jordan Houston is always one step away from breaking it big. He is. always he's every time he hits the hole, it's like ah, if you could unhitch the wagon just a bit. Oh, we, oh man, it was you in the safety one on one in the hole. This is a this is a gentleman who is he he has the tools are there. The tools are there. I'm not crazy. I don't project these players. There are many players who have played at NC State that I've said mm, I'm not sure if he's it. I'm not sure if he's it. This is not one of those guys. I think that this year could be a special year for him. And if it's a special year for him, it could be a special year for NC State as he would truly stabilize that backfield at a high level. Um, and, and you know, this is a guy that, again, he's on this freak list for a reason. I'm going to let you continue to read off his measurements and, and statistics that have him on this freak list. But the the guy, he has the goods individually. He has the moments where you look at him and you say, I can see the vision. Now it's all about bringing it together. Yeah. Feldman writes the 5'10, 190 pound senior has a 41 and a half inch vertical, broad jumps, 10, 10 feet, 10 and a half inches. I read it correctly that time. He's timed a 406 in the shuttle and a 446 in the 40. He also squats 550, benches 365, and does 22 reps of 225. And of course, yes, these are pretty staggering numbers. Um, of a guy that is 5'10", 190. It's very close to the size that I am. I can't fathom squatting 550. But, yeah, Jordan Houston, We, we I think I've even said this on here as well, he's seemingly always just one guy away from breaking it like 85 yards. It's it's just that close a, a, a so many times. And, and so you, you kind of look back at last year and the struggles we had running the football – We've made note that Jordan Houston actually did not have any rush touchdowns last year in 2022. But yeah, the, the physical attributes, they are, they're there. The, the makeup is there to be able to break out and have a killer season. I, I do want to make note that I think Jordan Houston was potentially held back a bit by the run game last year, potentially some play calling with Tim Beck. With a new system, a new quarterback, a new offensive line, you very well could see Jordan Houston turn that corner and become a dynamic runner here in 2023. And with more, with a more dynamic and fluid passing game, what happens is defenses have to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Defenses have to adjust to that. You have to get more guys who can cover on the field. What does that mean? Well, there's nothing in life where you don't have to make a trade-off generally, right? Unless you're talking about like, oh, I just hit the lottery. Sure, there's no trade-off for that. But for almost everything else in life, right? If you decide to get this car over this one, you're, you're picking style over power, whatever the case may be. When defenses have to make that decision of putting more guys who can cover on the field, guess who they're taking off the field? Guys who can probably stop the run. You open up running lanes which could be a great thing for Jordan 
um, if this team can pass the ball well and, and, you know, stretch that field horizontally. When you stretch the field horizontally, what happens is you find massive holes pop up vertically straight up and down the field because teams are not worried about the running game. They're worried about, okay, we've got to take away the bubble. We've got to take away the star route concept. We've got to take away the flood concept. We've got to take away the stick concept. we got to take away the stick and go. we got to take away all these things. And now when you think about that, it's like, did they just run inside zone? They just ran inside zone. Damn it, they ran inside zone. <laughs> inside zone for about 28 yards. Exactly. Exactly. So, it, I mean, you very well could see Jordan Houston pop off uh, with a, a whole new system to run around with. Stick with us in just one second. We're going to touch on additional details from the Tuesday morning announcement with the PNC renovations. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right. And then last piece here, I did want to circle back off of our conversation from yesterday. Of course, additional details came out after uh, the announcement on Tuesday morning, um, kind of outlining the, I believe it's like a 20 year plan um, for the PNC area renovations. And I want to make note of something that came from Boo Corrigan, kind of reassuring NC State fans that, listen, like we, we hear you, we understand that you're extremely tight on your NC state tailgating. We hear you. We're not going to let you go unheard here. And I'm here to tell you that essentially the, the bulk of the PNC renovations are going to be happening on like the backside of PNC. So picture this for me, you're standing, let's say you're standing right next to the indoor facility and you're looking at Carter Finley and then PNC in the distance here. So if you're visualizing that, what you're going to see is most of these renovations are going to be back behind PNC in that area around PNC. So while, yes, that is going to impact a little bit of parking, Boo Corrigan said it would essentially only impact roughly 2,000 parking spots. NC State has an allotment of, I believe it's like 14,000 parking spots. So it's a very small amount that will be affected. And so for all those worried, that NC State tailgating would be converted into similar fashion that UNC has, uh, potentially tailgating inside parking decks. I don't think that would be the case at all. And we talked about yesterday how, if done correctly, this could be a massive win for the Hurricanes, the city of Raleigh, and for NC State. I think all signs are definitely pointing toward that being the case. Don't you ever, don't you ever even bring up the hypothetical of our tailgating being bought down to its knees. Hey, n- not me. In such a degrading way. In the words way. of Drewski, not me. I-, I saw some folks saying that. I was like, there's no way we're going to get reduced to that. Let-, let me quote Michael Clark Duncan. Don't you wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Don't you wish that evil on me. But no, seriously. Um, again, like I said yesterday, change and progress are never going to be like there's no uncomfortability in it. yes. The traffic over there is already a nightmare on game days. Yes, it's probably going to get worse. Yes, that is, that's a reality. 
But um, with that being said, again, this is a very long, long, well thought out plan. And, um, you know, nobody goes into these types of major undertakings with the thought in mind of like, hey, we're we're going to screw over a, a university just to screw them over. Like, that's just not going to be the thought. Um, you know, this is this is what should be an optimal outcome for all parties involved. And we'll we'll see going forward. Yeah, I think actually something interesting, too, is. I mentioned the the parallels to potentially like the uh, the battery in Atlanta. I didn't know this at the time when I said this, but the mayor of Raleigh even compared it to potentially the battery in Atlanta. And I saw Corey Smith picked up on that as well. So, yeah, if this thing is done right, we could have an incredible new atmosphere um, over by Carter Finley and both and PNC Arena. And Mm -hmm. this... I understand maybe some negative aspects, but I think it's overwhelmingly positive yeah, for, for, sure. for all parties involved. Think about, too, the brand awareness that's going to be brought into NC State because if you're bringing in 365 days worth of entertainment value in this small area next to the two biggest venues in NC State sports, yeah, that's going to go a long way in revenue generating, You know, potentially the expansion of of things like a Carter Finley in the near future. And then of course, I think that goes a long way for recruiting too, because on these recruiting visits, they're going to be showing them the lay of the land. And when you have a, a massive, massive entertainment space that's new and exciting. Yeah. That's going to draw some, some people that are going to want to play here. Absolutely. So yeah, it, it just feels like a win, 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 triple win across the board. Uh, I guess 20 some years here down the road but that's going to do it for us here on this wednesday as always thank you so much for tuning in with us be sure to drop a like drop some comments and continue mashing that subscribe button on our climb to 600 now i mentioned maybe 500 by kickoff we blew by that we might be looking at possibly six or 700 by kickoff with the amount of support that we have been getting so thank you all very much we'll see you tomorrow go pack go pack NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.